listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, this is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 21st of April 2021. Later, the market falls, the miners decline, and that's despite the iron ore price hitting a 10-year high. But first, I want to talk about superannuation. And remember that early access to super scheme? It was supposed to help those people hit by COVID-19 to withdraw two lots of $10,000 from their super early to help with the financial burden of COVID-19. Now, the ABS has released a report today talking about the details of what consumers did with it. And this is what it said. 29% used it to pay debts like mortgages, 27% for household bills, 15% for credit cards, 6% used it though to buy a car or pay off a car, 13% added the money to savings and at 12% for other things like food and medical supplies. So most people, I guess, did use that money for the intended purposes. From superannuation, let's go to retail sales. And we've got some other numbers from the Bureau of Statistics today showing that retail sales rose by 1.4% in March to be up 2.3% through the year. Cafe, restaurants and takeaway services did best up 6% for the month. But the recovery isn't necessarily even. For more, here's Paul Zara, the CEO of the Australian Retailers Association. The retail uh, industry remains cautiously optimistic as we see the end of JobSeeker and JobKeeper uh, happened last month. Uh, they are hoping that the momentum with the market continues because we are hoping that the retail recovery will, will spur the economic recovery that we all need. What we've seen is retail has done particularly well through the pandemic as people have chosen to stay, work and play at home. And in fact, household uh, purchases have been the, the driving factor behind the retail sales. Uh, there are two cohorts, cohorts that we remain concerned about. Certainly travel retail for obvious reasons because of the lack of international re uh, travel, but equally the um, retailers, particularly SMBs within CBD locations uh, are doing it particularly tough as people have chosen to work from home. Paul Zara there, the CEO of the Australian Retailers Association, to the Australian share market now, which did fall the 200 at 6,997, down by 0.3%. It was off, though, more than 1.5% at one stage. So it did stage a, a bit of a recovery. The miners were down pretty much across the board. The Commonwealth Bank was the only one of the big four banks to rise. And the biggest loser on the 200 was software development company Newex, down 15.4% on a revenue warning. That company was the biggest share market listing of 2020. For more of the day's action, I spoke earlier with Saxo market strategist, Eleanor Cray. Eleanor, the market's been sold off quite heavily today. It made a little bit of a recovery in the afternoon, but still down. Why? Yeah, look, I mean, there's really no clear catalyst, uh, but markets did really start the week on the back foot uh, and with falls in the US overnight and, and US futures trading in the red most of the Asia second session, our market has certainly succumbed to that uh, risk off tone. Uh, although I do think it is important to remember that, you know, we've just come off the back of eight all time closing highs for the S&P 500 in the month of April alone. Um, so markets are sitting already at incredibly elevated levels, uh, sentiment 
was somewhat stretched. Price action was a little bit exhausted. And I guess if we throw on a crypto de-risking event on top of that, um, record global virus uh, case numbers, uh, and of course, a little bit of a, a geopolitical frictions as well in the mix, uh, I guess you have your catalyst right there. One reason I guess we're also down is that a big fall in our big miners, and that's even as the iron ore price hit a 10-year high. Why? Yeah, I mean, the iron ore price has really been going wild, that off the back of uh, tight supply and, of course, uh, robust demand in China, although we would expect that to moderate somewhat in the coming months. But, I mean, as you say today, of course, the miners pretty much unfazed by that. But, you know, they're already trading at very elevated levels. Uh, they've al- they've already, uh, you know, to some degree priced this shift higher um, in iron ore already. Uh, and certainly today with both BHP and Rio as well reporting um a drop in quarterly production. Um, we're seeing that impacting the share price today and uh, they're certainly succumbing to that broad risk-off sentiment. And just on a side note, though, those stellar prices for iron ore must be good for the government as we approach budget time in a few weeks' time. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's certainly a windfall for the budget and, and you know, particularly against the really conservative estimates that we have that are um, 55 US dollars a tonne. Uh, so certainly we're seeing that, you know, this this could provide quite a windfall to the budget. And I think especially against the backdrop of the fact that we've got this recovery that's starting from a better than feared position. It's going better than expected. Uh, plus this windfall in iron ore prices as well. I think we could see, uh, you know, the deficit uh, being some $50 billion better than expected. Eleanor, I think one of the other reasons why we've seen the markets do so well over the past year is because of these record low interest rates and extremely subdued inflation. But could that be changing? Yeah, I mean, look, certainly with global yields having clearly based, uh, inflation is definitely in the spotlight. And there are a number of indicators that are pointing to higher inflation ahead. If we look at PPI, so factory gate prices out of China, uh, surging higher off the back of commodity price increases across the global manufacturing spectrum. We're seeing uh, these price pressures creep up in PMI surveys uh, and we're, we're seeing reports of uh, supply chain dislocations still ongoing due to the pandemic. And this against the backdrop of, you know, this herd of pandemic fatigue, fiscally subsidized consumers that have uh, very elevated savings levels. It's not hard to see that that rebound in demand, hitting those supply constraints being relatively uh, inflationary. Uh, And certainly it's quite interesting if we look at uh, some of the reports coming out of the US, it's 1Q earnings there at the moment. We are starting to hear that some of these companies, uh, due to these increases in input costs and these supply chain dislocations, are going to have to start raising prices. Notably, we've we've had reports from Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble uh, and Kimberly Clark so far. And given uh, all of that, what does it mean for investments and the potential for the market to break through record level levels since we were only about 100 points away from that on Monday and now we're, we're back down again? Yeah, well, I mean, I certainly think it means you want to position for inflation accelerating uh, from a sort of portfolio perspective. That does mean a higher allocation towards commodities, uh, potentially a lower allocation towards fixed income. And it means when we're looking at equity markets, we really want to position ourselves uh, towards those sectors and geographies uh, that are more economically sensitive uh, and leveraged to the real economy. You know, inflation with a commensurate pickup in growth is, is not bad for all stocks and, and sectors. 
years. Uh, but, you know, I mean, certainly when it comes to the markets in general, given that we've had this regime where we've uh, had really low interest rates kind of underpinning record valuations across a whole spectrum of uh, asset classes, I guess, broadly, uh, you know, in, in the coming months or so, we can expect potentially really the opposite of what has worked to work. Eleanor Cray there from Saxo Markets. She is the strategist. Uh, that is SBS on the Money for this Wednesday, the 21st of April 2021. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. Content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Listener.